Uh, it's a wonderful moment once again to have you for this wonderful program, the Diplomatic Service. And I hope you are so much happy for, for this program and you are so much eager. And I'd like to say something to all of you who are watching on the TV, where you're watching me from. Um, this program, mainly, it is for us, Christians. Christians, say Christians. Christians. Say it again. Christians. We have a lot of Christians today in our society who they have a lot of faith, but they just don't know how to apply that faith. And this program helps you to move from one level of life to the next level Amen. of life. We have people in Hall D. Can I have you in Hall D? Clap your hands for Jesus in Hall D. And we have people in the overflow. Clap your hands in the overflow if you can. All right, so we are having a lot of people today and in this wonderful program the Holy Spirit spoke to me that something's gonna happen one thing I love ECG with is that the atmosphere itself can move God to do anything oh you didn't even hear me Welcome. If you are, your, it's your first time to be here. Welcome to the arena of faith, arena of miracles, arena of healing, the arena of deliverance. ECG, we are more than a family. We are a home. We are a movement. We are moving. Unstoppable, unchangeable, undefeatable, unsqueezable. We operate from the mountain top. Oh, yeah. You didn't even hear me, somebody. I said we operate from the mountain top. Oh, yes. All people who look at us, they may say nonsense, but we are on top of the mountain. Yeah. Oh. Just to annoy our enemy. Is I'm standing right here. Oh, yes. Oh, by the way. You are moving forward no matter what. This is your season. It's your time. It's your period. You're going to move. Oh my goodness. It's just your time. Have your seat for a moment. Just have your seat. Still, you never have your seat. All right. So we have this wonderful day today, and it is a diplomatic service of supply. Oh yes. Ah, uh, you didn't just hear it. It's a diplomatic service of supply. You know when a prophet says, "On this particular day, there shall be supply." Oh yes. It means there shall be what? There is no addition, there's no subtraction. Oh, yes. Whether you like it or not, oh, yes. you shall get a supply today. I receive. Now, 
now watch this if you came here doubting and you have no faith or you're watching on the tv i don't care whether, whether you believe or not but what i want to tell you is today i will make you to receive by force Because some of you, you will never receive at all. Some of you, on your own, you will never receive. I will force you to dare to receive. I receive. Say, force me, force me. Force me, force me. Do you know when? When you take the porridge and you're trying to give a child. And the child takes the name. You all, you know women, you know, you know, you know. Almost every child, when he's a child, does that. I think apart from me, when I was a child, I wasn't doing that. Every child, if you take porridge to every child, whether medicine or medication you, you give a child, the child will try to avoid and chasing the head and... And the mother will just hold it with their mouth by force, and grab it, open it by force. And that's what I'm gonna do today, whether you like it. Do it to me, because I have seen nicely, it's not working. a wonderful night and this morning my night starts from five in the morning so i was sleeping around five in the morning and, and you know prophets have got their own calendar monday to them is sunday tuesday is wednesday now so and um, i'm sleeping around five and i'm sleeping there and i had this vision where i was standing and there were so many angels around me and one of the angels, he was standing there, and he looked like me. Now watch, watch this. And he was dressing what I was dressing. Remember, we have got, we have, we have got different kinds of angels. Oh, yes. We have what we call the Hashimalims. Oh, yes. We have what we call the Seraphims. Oh. We have what we call the, the Archangels. Chelabims. We have all these angels, you know? So we have all these angels. We have the thrones. Now, so we have angels who look like a human being. They may come physically like this. They may take a face of someone. Especially a face of a man of God, not just someone. Now... <laughs> Now, 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 you're here, right? Yeah. So this angel was standing there and he looked like me, all right? And he was dressing what I'm dressing today, okay? Now. And he's standing there. And I had, today I had to go and, and, uh, and say, oh, what can I dress today? So my PA was so prophetic. Now, when you stand and you see the angel standing there and he's looking at you like this, and he says to me, he says, do you know and he's asking me a question. Do you know we are in a generation that most people are slacking in faith? They are moving out of, of faith. 
and of believing in God. They have a form of godliness, but they deny God's power. To them, to them, God stopped working miracles. To them, God stopped healing. To them, God stopped delivering people. And when they see these things are happening in your ministry, they will stand in there and they will begin to try to oppose you. But now, look what he did. So he said, but I want to show you this. Then he stretched his hand. Did you just hear that? Then he stretched his hand over me. When he stretched his hand over me, he said, what do you see? I said, nothing. He removed his hand and he stretched again to where I was. He said, what do you see? I said, nothing. Then he said, move. And I moved where? close to where he was. And he stretched again his hand. He said, what do you see? Immediately when he lifted up his hand again like this, on me again like this, I saw there was like an earthquake, huge earthquake. And he says, who can stand that earthquake? And I said, no, it was an earthquake. I was seeing houses were actually sinking. And he said, so is the anointing I gave you. And he said unto me, God has sent me unto you to tell you. He said, there shall be a movement starting from January the 1st. 2017. He said there shall be, it will be like an egg. Oh my goodness, you're not even hearing. He said, your ministry shall shake the earth like a movement of an earthquake. You have not seen anything yet. You are about to see what you've never seen, what you've never heard, what you've never thought of. Are you ready, somebody, for revival? And he said to me, he said, oh, you don't even hear me. He said, there shall be a movement. Like a tove I receive. I'm talking to right people. He said, there shall be what? There shall be a movement. It will be like an ethic. No one will stand it. No one. The power of God shall be so strong. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Take a Bibles. Take a Bibles. John chapter 4. I will share with you a message very short. But um, it is called Dimensions of Anointing. Say Dimensions of Anointing. Say Dimensions of Anointing. All right, so this is a season, right season for me to, to preach this. Why is it a right season? Because you need an anointing in this moment. Did you hear that? Anointing, the first of all, I would like to remind you, I told you about anointing some months ago. Um, I'd like to remind you the definition of the word anointing. The word anointing. As I defined you some months ago, some six, seven months ago, the word anointing came from the ancient shepherds. A shepherd is a person who looks after the sheep or who takes care of the sheep. Now, 
In animal husbandry or in animal farming, there is what they call parasites of animals. And among the parasites of animals, we have what you call ticks. Ever heard the word ticks? Please, can you ask? Don't behave like you were born in Santo. People are behaving like they were born in Santo. They're like, what are, what, what are ticks? All right, so we have what they call ticks. Say ticks. Now, ticks, in those days, until today, when you take the oil, nowadays, especially when you use paraffin on ticks, so in those days, when, when you, they take oil and apply where ticks are on the ship until today, ticks fall down. So the applying of the oil on the ship, on areas where there were ticks, and making the ticks to fall down, they used to call it anointing. So when they apply on a ship the oil, so the tick will feel sleepily or feel intimidated and the, and the tick is going to fall down. So they used to call it anointing, which means to smear or to rub on. Oh, I, you are hearing, right? Yes. If you're following, say, I hear you, Major. <laughs> so the process of applying the oil, it is one that we're calling it anointing. Remember, they were anointing the ship. You're following it. So the word anointing simply meant to apply against the parasites. And we see the same word being used by God. That tells you that if there's a demon sticking on you. Once you are anointed, that demon has to fall down. Oh, I'm talking to somebody who's hearing me, right? So when you are anointed, when you are anointed, the parasite, remember you are the sheep. Jesus said you are the sheep and he is the shepherd. We are the sheep of God. Now being the sheep of God, whatever parasite in your body, whether it's a disease, a sickness, whether it's frustration, poverty, demon, of whatever demon it may be, the moment the anointing comes on you, it is a must. It's not a discussion. It is a must. The tick, the, the demon, the disease, the delay, the poverty, the, whatever it is, it has to fall on the ground. And tonight, you're going to get the anointing. Oh my goodness, am I talking to somebody right here? So the real definition of anointing it is not to take the oil and put on someone. That's what anointing. The anointing means to take something, to put on someone, the oil, to take the oil and put on someone on a specific mission to make something on him to fall down. Oh, yeah, you're following the teaching, right? So when this thing falls down, when this thing falls down, when you are anointed, there's the oil on you. When something falls down on you, that is not just the last level of the dimension of anointing. So when they put the oil on you, when the oil falls down, it was meant, number one, as I say, 
It was meant for number one, for something to fall down. But number two, it was for a specific mission. Now watch this. If the ship is meant to be offered for sacrifice, that ship, it was called a special lamb. It was called a ship without a blemish. It was supposed to be kept in a separate place. In Israel, they had even a gate. And this gate, they called it the sheep gate. And near this gate, there was a market. And they called it the, the, the sheep market. Oh, are you hearing this? So if you're going for sacrifice, you'll go at the market and get a sheep. But this ship, they were not just normal ship as we know. They were a kind and a type of ship that were so well prepared without a blemish. But how were they prepared? They were anointed from the childhood. Anointed and the palace that were falling down. So they were anointed and anointed and anointed. So all the season, the time, they were so much anointed and they were prepared for something. So when one is anointing a ship, number one, it was meant for the parasites to fall down. And number two, it was a preparation for a special mission. And what mission was it? To be an offering, to be a sacrifice before the living God, to save for somebody's sins to be forgiven. So when they take this ship and put it on the altar and they say, forgive my sins, somebody's sins were forgiven for the task of a ship. So this ship was well prepared that God could use it to forgive the whole Israel. When they're going for battle, for war, and they are losing the war, when they take this type and kind of a ship that was anointed and put it on the altar, whether they were losing the battle, but the story could change. Where they were losing, they began to win. Why? Something which was anointed was on the altar for a special purpose. Oh, I'm talking to somebody. And today, that ship, it is you. And the anointing is going to come on you for a special purpose, for a special reason. Whatever parasite on your body, whatever thing holding your body, it has Raise up a hand and say, Here you major. Are you ready for that? So, when Jesus comes in and he speaks of anointing, when the Bible comes in and he speaks of anointing, he is anointed, meaning that. This person, when a man of God or a human being or you are anointed, meaning, as I said, the first thing is to make the parasites fall off the ship. Did you hear that? So if there's a tick holding the ship, once the ship was anointed, the parasites were falling down. And once you are anointed, if there's a demon, whether it's a sickness, whether it's depression, whether it's poverty, whether it's anything that is holding you, once you are anointed, it has to fall. Number two, you'll be prepared for a special mission. I think I'm talking to somebody who's hearing me. In the overflow, in the overflow, overflow. In Hodi, are you there? In Hodi. So when you are prepared, so when I am prepared, 
So when you are preparing for a special mission, it means you are anointed. Now remember my teaching, I told you. I said, we have got levels of anointing. You may be anointed, but you have no power. Okay? We have levels of anointing. We have got levels of anointing. There's another level where you are anointed and you've got demons. I've seen people who are anointed, yet they have got demons. Like the level of King Saul. King Saul was anointed, but he had a demon of murder and jealousy. And he was not happy for the promotion of David. Oh, did you hear that? You will see men of God very anointed, but they are just jealous for other men of God who are doing well. It's a demon. Instead of preaching Jesus, they'll be preaching men of God. These men of God of nowadays, hallelujah. These men of God of nowadays, you preach Jesus. It's a demon. And this demon sometimes in King Saul, it could manifest to a level whereby King Saul would take a spear, throw it on, King, on, on David, and David had to run for his life. It, this demon of jealousy is so powerful. And again, he began to look after the life of David. Saul, a demon, to kill him. But ladies and gentlemen, one day King David found Saul sleeping. Yeah. And he said, enough is enough. I've been hiding from this man for so long. Yes. I want to say I'm going to kill him. So David went, he took a spear, trying to kill Saul. But the Bible says, he remembered the scripture which says, do not touch my anointed. Do my prophets no harm. He said, ah, anyway. Anyway, so he took a sword and went on top of the mountain. And he said, hail King, King Saul. King Saul. And King Saul woke up. said, you are looking for my life to kill me. But I came where you were and had the ability to kill you. Behold, your sword is with me. But because it is written, do not touch my anointed. And do my prophets no harm. That's why I spared your life. So the man was anointed by that what? Demons. Did you hear that? So it's the first level. The level of having what? Demons and having anointing. And the second level is the level of having anointing but no power. Oh, you didn't even hear this one. So you have anointing like... You can change, if you pray for other people, things will move. But for you, nothing changes. Nothing. No power. In this level, it's a level of... Hmm. Let me tell you the story of Jesus Christ. When Jesus was arrested, he was arrested with a man by the name Barabbas. All right? Barabbas was a man who was anointed but had no power. I have seen some people preaching that Barabbas was a criminal. He was killing people. 
That's not what the Bible says. Read your Bible very well. The Bible says he was charged of a criminal record. And if you find out Jesus too was charged of a criminal record. The word Jesus means son of God. The word Barabbas comes from two words. Bar and Abbas. If you combine them, Barabbas. And the word Abbas comes from the word Abba, which is Father, God. And there's no other word we use for Abba apart from God, the Father, who is in heaven. Now, the word Bar means son of. Jesus said, Simon, Bar-Jonah, which means Simon, son of Jonah. So the word Bar means son of. Abbas means God. So the word Barabbas means son of God. You know, I'm talking to somebody here. So the word Jesus means what? Son of God. Barabbas means what? Son of God. So these are two sons of God arrested for preaching. Both of them were preaching. <laughs> so Barabbas had his own flock. People who were following him. And he used to preach to them. And Jesus had his own flock. He used to preach to them. And both they are arrested. The difference is Jesus was a man of God, a son of God with power. Barabbas was a son of God without power. So we have that level where you are a man of God without anointing, like Barabbas. Now, so they took these two and put them there. And they said, between these two, who must we kill? People say, kill Jesus. You know, if they take Major One today, they put me there. And they take a priest, they put him there. And they say, choose, who must we kill? You will see people. They will choose the one for power. And I'll tell you why. God allows people to attack the one of power because he knows when you kill him, he will rise again. Because when you kill Barabbas, he will die forever. That's why other men of God will never be attacked. Because God will protect them. Once they attack, their church will close. But some of us who attack us, see where we are. Deeper. Oh, you didn't even hear me this one. You didn't even hear this one. So the difference is, so God will be like, oh my God, if, if this one has no power, then, then people attack him. He will close the church. Not power. Or oh, did you hear this one, somebody? So when, when, when I heard another man of God was like, oh, I wonder you, men of God, people, they talk bad about you. You know, be like that pastor, no one talks about him. I'm like, oh. I'm like, oh. I said, how, how, how long has been in the ministry? He said, for, for, for 35 years. Pure. No one talks about that pastor. I'm like, how many members? I said 200. I said, for 35 years, 200 members, eh? <laughs> Does he hear anyone? He said, no. Does he see? Does, can he see a fly? Even in just a vision of a fly. <laughs> and I said to him, and I said to him, do you, do you know why Jesus was killed and Barabbas was spared? Because once Barabbas is killed, he's killed for good. 
some of us you launch your attacks you make things worse we operate from the mountain top we are people of class yes. who were born to rule Tell your neighbor who we are born to rule. We are born to rule. So we control events. We control events. So no any power of darkness can control us. No power, power of darkness can control us. Tell your neighbor, that's who I am. So in our family, in our family, we don't stress. We, we don't, don't stress. stress. We relax. We relax. Put your hands for Jesus if you can somebody. I can't even hear you doing it better as, as you're supposed to do it. Clap your hands for Jesus. Yeah. Tell your neighbor, are you hearing this? It's a level of anointing. It makes people not attack you. If, if, you know, if you're a Christian and no problems in your life, it means God is sparing you like this one has no power. But when you have so many problems around you, God knows you're going to walk out of them. I think I'm talking to somebody here. You hear some people, they'll be like, I wonder people, they have got problems. Me have no problems. Tell them God is sparing you. He knows. Once you meet what I meet, it shall be your end, my dear. Some of us, people may... Come on, am I talking to somebody here? At your workplace, they may talk against you, they may fight against you. Even where you are staying, whether your relatives, whatever it is, you may have many problems. The Bible says the righteous man may have many problems, but the Lord shall deliver him out of them all. Shout at me, somebody. So people, they wonder why you have many problems. They don't know why. Turn up, it's a level. Oh, are you hearing me, somebody? Oh, yes. And God will be like, so if this one will meet a problem, this one, you will just be crying. So God will be protecting them from problems. But some, you know, in this, uh, you're here or you're home. When, when you are in a level where God can trust you for anything. You see, <laughs> the level of anointing, how it differs. To Lot, God said to Lot, take your children, your wife, run away. For fire is coming. So run away from fire. But to Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, God did not say run. He said face the fire. Oh, am I talking to somebody right here? God said to Shadrach, Mission, and he said, don't run. He said, what? Face the fire. Did you hear that? And Shadrach, Mission, and Abednego, they are thrown into fire, and they're in the fire. And they're just singing there, Hosanna. Oh, Belongs to Jesus. 
You see now the difference. So Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, where Lot was told, run. And when you are running away, don't even look back. Don't face the fire. Run. Put your eyes ahead. Don't fa- well, the moment you're going to face it, you will turn into a pit of salt. But Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, the same fire, they say, face it. Do you know why God allowed you to be in what you're in? Because he knows you're going to walk out of it nicely. Oh, he didn't even hear this statement at all. He knows. He knows. Oh, yes, he knows. Am I talking to somebody? He knows you're going to walk out of it. Watch this. So Shadrach, Mishan, Abednego, you would wonder how could God allow them to face the fire? So they are put in the fire and they are singing. And Nebuchadnezzar comes and he says, but I had to put three people in there. But behold, I can see four. And the fourth one looks like the son of God. Oh, what's happening? Somebody tell me. Hey, listen, listen. Ladies and gentlemen, we don't meet Jesus in our peace time. We don't meet Jesus in when we are free, when everything is moving well. We meet our Jesus in our fire time. The moment we meet the fire, that's the time we meet the Son of God. Am I talking to somebody? Watch this. Most of you, you met God, not when things were moving well. You met him when everything was not moving well. That's when you knew God of major one. We meet our God in the times when things are not moving. Put us in the fire, we'll meet Jesus there. Oh, am I talking to somebody right here? 